You're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, episode 135, and we're about to troll you with the episode, We Will Not Be Trolled. Welcome to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar, Don Bluth, and everything in between. My name is Chelsea Robson, and I, today I am joined by some of my favorite people. These are special guest hosts. We have Rachel Wagner and Chad Lewis. Say hello, everybody. What's up? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so today, uh, normally we do have Mason and Morgan joining us, but they are off for personal reasons for the basically the next month. Um, congratulations to Morgan Stradling for just... Having a new baby boy, baby Graham. Yay. Yay. Little animation addict in the making. Seriously. So uh, the Animation Addicts podcast, for anybody that is new, this is what we are. Basically, we're just friends. We get together and we talk about an animated movie that's either past or present. And we like just gab and go off on random tangents if you're super lucky. And we just have a grand old time. So we love to be able to in- invite all of you to join with us. And today we are talking about DreamWorks Trolls. We will be trolling you today to the maximum. I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric wavy when I turn it on. And if you want it inside your soul, just open up your heart, let music take control. I got that. Speaking of trolls. Oh, this has been one of the hardest episodes for me to record. First off, we're super late in doing it. And second off, we tried to record last week as well. But then in the middle of the call, like we had just gotten started. We're going. I'll have it on good old time. And all of a sudden, my internet drops. And I'm like, what happened? I walk outside and there is a truck. And they're just like pounding away mm. at some light poles and power poles. And I'm like... No. You got trolled. <laughs> I yeah. got trolled. They have us out for this movie. They don't want us <laughs> to talk about it. DreamWorks <laughs> is out there. No, they're not going to give 100% total positive outstanding reviews. Yeah. Get them. <laughs> We're not going to be that mean. Uh. We're not, though. That's the thing. Is uh, In general, I've had... I myself have good things to say about this movie, and I have heard really great things about this movie from other people as well. How about you guys? So I actually now seen it twice. I, it actually, maybe their strategy paid off because I, I feel a little bit more positive about it today than I did on Sunday because now I've seen it twice. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean. Yay. It, to me, it was very, sorry, to me, it was very uneven, but I still on the whole, walked out of it feeling positive. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I have a couple of nitpicks to, towards it, but generally, I feel like it's a pretty inoffensive movie. I wouldn't mind seeing it again. Yeah, I, you know, the thing that I liked about this movie is the fact that DreamWorks really did what they came to do. I found a lot of the movies rate lately haven't really known who their audience was. I mean, you look at somebody like Angry Birds. Angry Birds was... It could have been really great for kids. It could have had really great things going for it, but it, they still they tried to toe the line too much, and I felt like it was not very focused on their audience. But I felt like Trolls was very focused and 
and giving just a good all around um, mm-hmm. family film. Certainly. Yeah. They did a good job making a movie that is for kids uh, that, you know, that yes, adults can go and have an okay time and enjoy it, but it's really made for, for kids. And I think that's a good thing. I don't think every movie should have to be mm-hmm. for everybody. I yeah. even think like yeah. even more specific than kids, it almost felt like it was like a very like teen kind of movie with this, with the, um, just like Anna Kendrick kind of vibes, uh-huh. just very pitch perfect kind of vibe to it. It almost seemed like to that degree of specificity almost where I was like, yeah, you, this movie does know what it wants to be. See, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Cause I would have said it was really going for the uh, kindergarten crowd because it just the colors and the, just the happiness and just the, the messaging and just all that stuff felt very preschool kindergarten kind of to me. See, I wouldn't have put it in the preschool kindergarten. I think it was more of like a, I felt like they were talking to more of a, like you were saying, uh, Chad, more of a, like a teen audience, but a teen audience that still likes mm-hmm. their childhood. <laughs> They're not all so. jaded and grumpy and brooding. I can see that. Can right. See that. Exactly. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. So a little bit of uh, general information cool. about this movie. This was put out by DreamWorks and the directors were Mike Mitchell and Walt Dom. It was released date on November 4th, 2016, and the budget was $125 million. And in the box office, as of about last week or so, it made it up to $262.4 million. So already they have done, and they haven't even gone total global on this. So that is amazing. Really great numbers. Once they hit all the other countries, it's going to like skyrocket mm-hmm. even more. So to already come back is great for DreamWorks. Huge win, especially for some of the other movies that didn't quite make the make the jump that they were really hoping for. Yeah, they have to be thrilled with that. Yeah. yeah. Plus the merchandising of this film is going to be very strong. It's already, it's strong. And uh, the, um, the music, of course, too. I mean, it's just a, a big win, I think, for mm-hmm. them. So this is an interesting thing. I have been thinking about with this movie and i feel like uh, this year we've gotten a number of movies that kind of focus on uh, emotions and dealing with helping kids learn to sort of deal with their emotions and and uh, and i i just thought it was it would be interesting to talk about the way that each of the movies handle it so you have inside out that you know is telling us that we need sadness we need anger we need all of these emotions to be happy to be have joy uh, and then you had Angry Birds, which I actually thought the message of that was was kind of weird, uh, that you actually needed anger, uh, that anger was somehow, in a way, better <laughs> because because the happy people were gullible and sort of mm-hmm. stupid, uh, which was strange. And then in here, you have this idea that that happiness is sort of better and that you need to not be sad and be happy instead. Um, but I have to say, I in watching it a second time, I did notice one line that really stuck out to me that I hadn't noticed before, and I actually wrote it down. Uh, that Poppy says, uh, Branch says something like, "How how can you? Don't you ever feel sad or something like that?" And she says, "I know life isn't cupcakes and rainbows, but I'd rather go through life thinking that it mostly is." Mm. I like that little yeah. ignorance is bliss kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I have to say, I feel like I kind of live that way. <laughs> I mean, I know that things aren't 
cupcakes and rainbow, rainbows, but I, I'd rather be, I'd rather be optimistic than be cynical. Right. So I don't know. That kind of made me just like I said, I watched it this time, and that was sort of the nugget I took out that I hadn't noticed the first time because I was like, oh, all they're doing is just telling kids to bottle up their emotion and just be happy all the time. And but that line kind of made me sort of ponder it a little bit more, maybe what they were trying to say. Um, if you guys haven't seen the movie, I don't know why you're listening to this, but I'll go <laughs> ahead and give you a basic overview. So basically these trolls are always happy because they dance and they hug and they scrapbook. And then the Berg are, you know, the, the epitome of the antagonistic of, or they are the total opposite of them. They are never happy except on the one day a year where they get to eat a troll and all of their happiness from that troll is then transferred to the Berg for a joyful but fleeting moment. Um, and basically the whole story is these trolls have escaped. And now um, there was this, the the crazy cook lady. Mm-hmm. is She's Didn't trying to be vindicated. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, nobody really cares about her name. She She's trying to be vindicated because she was... She was sent away because she ended up losing all the trolls. And so now she wants to get back into the kingdom of the Berg by bringing all the trolls back and making them eat them so that she can once again be the cook that she was meant to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have Princess Poppy, who is, you know, the one who's basically taking over and and played by Anna Kendrick. And then Justin Timberlake plays Branch, who is the drab troll that is all gray and you don't really know why until later on in the story. See, what was interesting for me is like I was sitting in this and I'm watching as the story is unfolding, you know, quite literally as the pages are are turning of the scrapbook. And one of the things that it was just, I'm like, okay, they're building it up. How, you know, you've got the Berg and they're always sad and you got the trolls and they're always happy because they sing and dance and hug and everything is all better. And, and it's like, I, as it's going through, I'm like, I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. You know, singing, dancing, hugging makes me happy. <laughs> so we are the real Brady, Brady Bros. Bros. Brady Brothers from the TV show Brady Bunch. I'm Barry Williams. And I'm Christopher Knight. I played Greg. And uh, who were you again? I played Peter. We've decided that we're going to do a podcast around episodes of the Brady Bunch. We're going to use it as a prism to look back to our experience doing the show and why the Brady Bunch is still popular. Have a sunshine day. We are the real Brady Bros. You don't have that, but it was just really funny how um, there was one part where the, what was the main trolls, or not the main troll, uh, the main Berg, the oh, prince yeah. or king? Uh, uh, Gristle. Right. King Gristle. Okay. King McLovin. (laughs) He's like, he goes up to his dad and his dad's like, dad, is there any other way to be happy? And the dad's like, no, no, there is not (laughs) as far as how he can't eat a troll. And so therefore it will never be happy. And he's like, now I'll never be happy Mm -hmm. ever. And then this kid who was be- sitting behind me in the screening, he's like, um, you were happy this morning. <laughs> I was like, exactly. thanks, kid, I behind the seat behind me. You're right. <laughs> he was happy this morning. Yeah, I kind of, on the emotional um, front, I almost kind of enjoyed the journey of, of him more than the journey of Branch, because both of them kind of start out very set in some kind of... Uh, away and through the movie to learn to 
um, be another kind of way. But I really, unfortunately, the solving of the movie with the simplicity of like starting one song and then everything was kind of solved there. With the exception of that, I actually really liked the journey of, of the Bergen kind of like understanding that there's more than just one way to be happy or to make themselves happy. Like whatever it was that they liked to do would make them happy. So I thought that was kind of a cool thing. So you kind of had two groups of characters that developed through through it and coming from different sides of the emotional spectrum. Kind of interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like a, almost a nursery rhyme in a way. Mm-hmm. Like a Goldilocks, like that kind of a story, you know. I really loved the imagery and just all of the um, the animation through it. I felt like there was a lot of fun, like textures and I just am so in awe every time that anything they they get so real through this animation style yeah. it just blows my mind I've uh, in my reviews over the years and just in general I've had I've be- felt very like bored with this very like I think I always think back to um uh, the people in the Lorax for some whatever reason I just think of yeah. like these plasticky looking people and so I'm always re- super refreshed whenever characters have, like, mm-hmm. any kind of different look. Like, literally almost anything. <laughs> like, so, yeah, like, the the way that the trolls looked, like, they were, like, kind of made out of fabrics. And that that cloud guy who was in the movie all too briefly. Uh-huh. I love the way that, like, cotton looked on him. I thought that was cool. Yeah. So, like, I appreciated the texture experiments because, oh, boy. It's it's really getting into a like I was watching the Boss Baby trailer and it's just got that same same look these people and they just Ooh. have this plasticky like dead look on their Ugh. face it's just like ah that's something the Boss Baby trailer fills me with unending rage <laughs> I hate that trailer so much but uh, but yeah I totally agree I loved the felt kind of feel to it uh and the textures i thought that was good there were a couple parts that i thought were sort of shockingly poorly rendered though uh, like particularly uh the you know that kind of crocodile looking creature when he was chasing after them i thought that looked really poor and uh, and i don't know i was just like wow this looks like a tinkerbell movie all of a sudden oh yeah it's a it's a slippery slope to get to that straight yeah. to dvd sort of vibe the barbie movies <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was just moments here and there where I was like, wow, they really, they they stopped trying on just that moment. But for the most part, I really, really liked the the animation in it. I thought it was really fun. Kind of a Lisa Frank feel. Sort of yeah. Felt like. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Lisa Frank. Uh-huh. If you don't know who Lisa Frank is, then you probably also don't know what the troll dolls even are to begin with. <laughs> yeah, you really don't. And you won't be upset, or at least as much as upset as I was the fact that these trolls did not have jewels in their bellies. Right. I was like, what the heck? Where in the world did the jewels go? But that was probably my favorite part of the movie right at the beginning. Um, when they do the little uh, staged escape and the mm-hmm. Bergens shake the tree and the little uh, stand-ins that fall out of the tree are like the original troll dolls. That was a, oh, that was yeah. a great touch. I love that. <laughs> Because I was kind of annoyed too. I'm like, why don't the trolls look? I'm like being my 80s kid (laughs) self. I'm like, why don't the trolls look like the dolls? But no, they were cute. I was happy they at least put a reference in. Yeah, Yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed that too. So what did we think about the individual characters? So as far as we've got Branch and Poppy were the main characters. Um, The king, the one that farts glitter, 
Uh, you got Cooper, which is the long neck guy who yeah who poops out cupcakes. The movie, <laughs> the, as like you're reading through, four. you can super tell that like it wanted those side characters to be like memorable, but something just didn't work with a lot of them. I mean, not to say they weren't funny. Like it's funny when some guy poops out cupcakes to an extent, but I didn't <laughs> know his name was Cooper. And I also um, saw in the credits that. Like the guy who was the auto tune troll, uh-huh. which was very strange as well, just to even have that, but was voiced by <laughs> Kunal Nair, like the guy from Big Bang Theory. I was like, wow, why oh, yeah. even bother hiring him if you're just going to like have him say two lines in auto tune? <laughs> it's yeah. very yeah. weird. Yeah. The, the supporting characters were a little, little iffy. Oh yeah, I mean, you go through. You have Gwen Stefani yeah. as one of them. I was they they paid a high price for some of these names yeah. and. I feel like you must have just purchased the for the name, right? But, just so they could show him dancing in the Justin Timberlake music video. Uh, there well, you go. <laughs> the I thought the uh, the trailer was so obnoxious. The way that it it had uh, instead of telling us about the movie, they have Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick on there saying, "Hi, we're here," you know. And I'm right. just like, oh, they've done that before. I've seen other movies where they. Where they just have like one voice character, hi, you know. Namely, I'm thinking of the Wreck It Ralph when they had John C. Riley, mm-hmm. like the first, you know, he gives his first taste of this or whatever. Um, I didn't but like I, it. I, the the one that I didn't like and that nobody liked was right. Um, the teaser, was maybe like six. Yeah, it was the teaser trailer, and everyone at the studio was tweeting about it, just like, do not judge this what movie was it? I based can't remember. on that. It was the twerking that everyone hated. It, it was just like yeah. the trolls dancing. Um, so, doesn't sound were, doesn't sound great. No, it wasn't very good. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't but I, the thing that I remember most is how everybody at the studio was tweeting about it, and they were just like, "Do not judge it for that." We told them not to go with that one. Oh, <laughs> I was just like, oh, there there was a character that for me was a total miss. I did not like the voice. I didn't like. To me, it was Bridget. I, I, I didn't like the way that she looked. I didn't like. I didn't think that Zoe Deschanel was good in the part. And uh, I don't know. I, I just, I didn't even like her character. I thought that it really started to to lose momentum for me when it gets onto this sort of My Fair Lady kind mm-hmm. of Cyrano de Bergerac kind of second half, uh, uh-huh. where they're trying to teach Bridget how to be a to be it's a, like a whole other movie just gets yeah. injected it, in it really randomly is. in the middle. <laughs> Yeah, and I I don't know, I just I just didn't I didn't like her. I didn't like anything about her. <laughs> I felt like they could have in order to make it not seem like an entirely different movie had her more toward the beginning somewhere mm-hmm. as far as like have some type of an actual part at the beginning of the movie as opposed to toward the end cuz yeah, it really did feel like it was an entirely different subplot that became the main plot that yeah. we forgot what's the plot. And tell me if this <laughs> makes sense to you guys. This is kind of like a nitpick and I wish that I didn't do this with movies, but tell me if this makes sense to you guys. So like you get this first scene where you meet the Bergen, right? And they're like super uh-huh. drab and like one woman's like cutting her flowers off and like one guy's like burying himself in his own grave and that was like all great. I'm like, "Oh, I love the vibe of this." But then it's like, why do these guys have like a roller rink and arcades and stuff? That's like totally <laughs> not what it makes. Like it made no sense to me, but I don't know if that's like a weird nitpick, but I was like, that seems like a lot of fun to be having for these guys. <laughs> no, I completely agree. And I, 
it's like they just don't understand what the word happiness actually means. They just need like a definition. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but also, I don't know. I just feel like it, they should have had Bridget sort of smile a little bit more or made her feel like some way to kind of endear you to the character so that you kind of like, like they did say in inside out with Riley. Cause like there's a point where Riley is very sort of flat because she doesn't have those emotions, but we, we, we don't mm-hmm. mind that because we've seen her smile. We've seen her play hockey with her, you know, with her parents. Uh-huh. We've seen her, you know, be cheerful. And so there's a little bit more of sort of a, I don't know, you're just sort of more with the character. And I don't know, I just, oh, I, I thought she was a miss. Mm-hmm. That would have helped. I didn't feel like she was entirely a miss. I love Zoe Deschanel. And I think her voice, she does great whenever she sings. And just her voice and speaking in general, I just really like. Mm. Um so there, I, there wasn't a lot that I, that I didn't like about that. It was just the the fact that it was the plot was kind of tired. So one part when they when we meet Branch though, I kind of really like him, <laughs> and I think Justin Timberlake did a really yeah, good job. He did. Yeah, I felt like he was. I totally believe that character, and even just the the going back and forth between Anna Kendrick and Justin, I felt was really good banter. Yeah. So and he and I love that as somebody who I used to get super into like all of the doomsday prepper shows and stuff like that, like people, you know, <laughs> stockpiling all these supplies and everything. So that felt super right to me. And uh, <laughs> he did a great job with that. I thought that was really funny. And I yeah. get super annoyed too. Like, you know, in Shrek, when like all the people start occupying his swamp, I'm just like, oh my God, please get out. <laughs> like it starts to stress get me out. out. Like when when all the trolls go down and start messing with this stuff, I'm like, please get out of his bunker. I'm mad. <laughs> I had a I had one of those more moments where I'm just like I feel the responsibility to help somebody, but their sheer lack of respect for my own preparation just yeah. left me as bitter for Branch. <laughs> I was like, gosh, I would have helped you. The only thing that I would have done different as far as Branch is I wish they hadn't made them a couple in the end. I think that would have been better if they had just been friends. And I mean, because I don't know, I thought that was a little. Yeah, forced. they didn't have enough time. Like the scene where um, JT is like giving Bridget the advice from out from under her hair and you start uh-huh. to get the sense that maybe he's talking about Poppy. It's like it, that seemed to come <laughs> out like super out of nowhere to me. I was like, oh, yes. OK. I mean, I didn't have any romantic <laughs> feelings about the two of them before, but now it seems pretty clear. It just kind of popped in there. Yeah. yeah. OK, it's time to. Throw this in. <laughs> it's time to throw this in because we got to get a love song in there. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which takes me to my next point: the songs. They were bo- both original and covers, but mostly How do we think covers. They mostly mostly covers, covers. Yes. Yeah. That was my uh, biggest uh, my biggest drawback to the movie. And having seen Moana, it just reminds me further, like how like powerful it can be to have like a suite of original songs that belong only to your movie. Like, and especially since trolls did have like a couple of cool original songs, mostly one, I would say, um, it just makes me think like, I wish they would have done that. Poison. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I felt like the, uh, the songs were there to sort of pad out the runtime. Honestly, some of them were, it was just like, Mm-hmm. Why are we singing here? And and a lot of the songs, they felt like they were 
they were just so brief and so short that it just felt like mm-hmm. it wasn't doing anything. A few of the covers I didn't mind as much because it was actually sort of continuing the plot a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas others, it was like, oh, I just said the word silence. I'm going to sing this song now, you mm-hmm. know? And, <laughs> and so that's just kind of like, okay, I'm just bored at this point with this song. And I mean, they were all sung pretty well for the most part. And but no, it, I had no problems with the singing of the songs. I had a problem with like the very first song, for example. It's the opening dance party song, the AKA This is a musical opening. Yeah. I just felt like it was super odd. And from the very beginning, I just felt like I don't am I supposed to this is a square peg in a round hole. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this was supposed to transition, but it didn't. But then there were others where I was like Okay, I get that, and I, I'm I'm good with this. Um, so like the I will I will get back up again song, where she's like on her road trip leaving yeah. out, and mm-hmm. like that was an original, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's the vibe that they should have pursued. I agree. Like the one that annoyed me personally, well, the True Colors one was pretty bad, but also I I thought the uh, the uh, the Sound of Silence one that was the one that was just like yeah, that was a much shoehorned one. Yeah, but I like the song, so I'm I'll forget I mean, yeah, it. Yeah, I like I like the <laughs> songs. I love that song. Like I can listen to the to this troll soundtrack like right now and actually really enjoy it. But the way that they played along with the movie is where the problem comes for me. Like. I love listening to like Anna Kendrick or Justin Timberlake saying like they're great, but I just wish it was like an original musical. But that's what I have Moana for, yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> this is super. This is kind of harsh, but this is just like what I really feel like happened. I feel like it's like some older, like boardroom kind of people saying like Glee's still cool, right? And like Pitch Perfect's cool, <laughs> so let's just do like cover mashups and put them in the yes. in here. I, I think JT actually like supervised the production of like the entire thing, even beyond his own like contributions with um, uh-huh. what you call it. I but hope so. I feel like he or maybe someone else was like, "What if we did like a, a, an original song or two or three? And they're like, "You get one." <laughs> <laughs> they are not tried and true. We must stick with what works. <laughs> but you can't deny. You cannot deny. There's simply no denying the the power of uh, "Can't Stop the Feeling." Like even Can't when it starts playing, you're like, yeah, like that song's yeah. just good. Like in in the movie yeah. or out of it, in that last scene, you couldn't help but kind of tap your foot. Yeah, I'll go along with that for sure. Yeah, I totally agree. That's an awesome song. But the other thing too is that Poppy is kind of stupid at the beginning of this movie, and you know the loud singing and everything's so just kind of like it sort of adds kind of fuel to that and even when they get like captured like mm-hmm. who's gonna start singing celebrate when you're captured you know like that that makes no sense it would have been maybe funnier if they'd sung some like solemn sad song then but like i don't know it just made them kind of stupid like singing is not does not solve all of life's problems i don't know have you tried <laughs> i mean it's come pretty close for me many times I, I really wish that my life were a music video. I honestly do. It would make so much more sense, every little bit of it. If only. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was very, the music was very hit and miss to me. But there were some nice moments. Yeah, I mean, it, to its credit, the, it was, you know, the music was very, like, well-produced. Like, it sounded great. Like, mm-hmm. even if you're not a, f- a fan of, like, the actual song that's being sung, uh, I think JT did a pretty good job of producing the songs and 
getting them to sound nice and and hip. Can we just go off on how much we love Justin Timberlake for a second? It just it just bums me out because he's like one of like America's greatest talents, and I just w- I want to see him like do like what Lin Manuel just did for Disney, where they're just like, yeah, we're hiring Justin yeah. Timberlake and he's gonna write like awesome songs. But instead, do it all. I feel like yeah. they pushed him a little bit, but someday. Yeah, I can see that. I I just watched one of his uh, Justin Timberlake and then Tennessee Kids on Netflix. Whew. Oh, uh, what's boy. that? It's his concert that he did with, of 2020. Oh. And oh. it basically just go through for like an hour and a half of just him singing amazing, awesome songs with an amazing, awesome band that just is like, wow, I really like this. <laughs> so you should totally check it out um on netflix but he's he's one of those just that talent that i mean i i'll be honest i grew up with the guy i remember in i was in fifth grade when Insync came out and everyone was just like oh my gosh who is your favorite <laughs> lance bass no no justin timberlake for sure <laughs> chelsea don't act like you were in all about about J.C. Chazé. Actually, J.C., I did, I did appreciate him. He was pretty... Well, <laughs> I was more, more Backstreet Boys myself. Ah, you're say. Backstreet? <laughs> I don't know if we can be friends. <laughs> you don't see Nick no, Carter like... out there making a movie for DreamWorks, do you? <laughs> exactly. He's actually... Nick is, Nick is totally out there. He's just a voice actor for everything. Oh, okay. You look well, on his IMDb, he's on everything now. I feel like what they were really did is they were like, you know, that happy song was a big hit. Right. Let's exactly. get, you know, Pharrell Williams did for Despicable Me too. Let's get Justin Timberlake to do the same thing with uh-huh. trolls. Except the same and, thing is happening, yeah. which is no one walking the face of the planet Earth knows that happy is from Despicable Me, except for like people that really care about animated movies like it's true if i ask my mom about that song i guarantee she doesn't know she's just like yeah i love that song like nobody's gonna know in like a year that uh can't stop the feeling is from this movie (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna think the movie put it into the like put that song into it they're like let's use that song right (laughs) i think a lot of people already think that i do i do oh trolls they they don't they don't realize yeah interesting can we just, oh, what that movie would have been like if he would have totally had 100% creative licensing like Lin-Manuel did and um, and like in Frozen and just like totally Yeah, you just give the person the power awesome. and they just make the songs. I, I don't know if I'm willing to, because Lin-Manuel has experience as a storyteller. It's true. Uh, Justin I mean, Timberlake it's, doesn't. It's I mean. very different um, creating a, a well-written um, Broadway play. <laughs> that right, one, of course. holy mackerel, those go through years of production, but so do animated movies, you know, so it's, it's all about creating the final product, but not to say that I don't think he could have done it. I think if they would have tied him up with somebody else that's really big on like Broadway or something, that would have been awesome. But just think yeah. you've got like Elton John and Phil Collins, who both did great jobs and aren't necessarily, uh-huh, true. you know, theater guys per se. I, th- well, I think I, I think I'd fair- give him a shot for sure. In fairness, Lin Manuel wasn't alone. I mean, he, right, right. Oh, of he course had not. The the Samoan composer and the um, and Mark Mancina also. Mm-hmm. So I think so. It's all a team. My hope yeah. is that because to me this is like DreamWorks being like, "Hey, is it cool if we make musicals too?" <laughs> like, and not just Disney, and oh. people being like. 
Yeah, I, th- I think we could be okay with it. And now that the movie's successful, I'm hoping that this will be like a foot in the door for them to sort of immerse oh. themselves I- into it. That was the other thing that was going through my head. So through all of these songs that were like some of them good, some of them not. I just the thing that kept going through my hair, head was this is the movie we got instead of the musical that they were going to have um, with Stephen Schwartz. Oh, they're going to have that? Mumbai musical. And they ended up cutting it because it wasn't as they wanted to stick with things that were more you know that brand marketable. recognition. Yeah. Yeah. And but they they cut out Stephen oh, Schwartz. Oh, that makes me so sad. <laughs> Do you know who Stephen Schwartz is? Yeah. Like Wicked and. Yeah. Other. Oh, uh, and like hair? every other amazing. Prince of Egypt. He did Prince of Egypt. Yes. I mean. I just there's so many amazing things that he's done and they had him it was going it was in it was it was going yeah and Mason was telling me um not too long ago he said that he saw some of the old um artwork that they were thinking about using you know as far as exploratory artwork to go into that movie and he was ticked he was just like whoever did that deserves hatred forever (laughs) was there a premise or Um, just he was attached to a project he was attached to the project. I don't know for sure what the premise was. Um, it was just going to be like a Bollywood film. And it, I, from oh, what I heard, it was going to be a lot of like monkeys that were involved. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't know what the story would have been, but I do know that it would have been a Bollywood movie with those, that type of music and Steven Schwartz. And I would have been full, fully on board. And instead yeah. we got trolls. <laughs> DreamWorks just really bums me out because I I just, I don't like most of their comedies. I, I, I feel more positive about this than I have about most of them. Uh, I did really like Mr. Peabody and Sherman, but other than that, I just, I don't know. I just don't really, they don't make me laugh that much. And mm-hmm. I, I just, ah, it's just frustrating when you know that the studio has potential uh, to make a Rise of the Guardians, to make a you know, the dragon movies to make a Prince of Egypt, a spirit, you know, these beautiful, like epic films that have comedic moments. And then you see them make something like home or, uh, you know, just these, these comedies that mm-hmm. are just not. And, you know, we got boss baby and captain underpants coming up. And <laughs> when I hear something like that, I'm just like, yeah, Oh, it just makes me sad. I mean, I I understand. I get it. It is a business. And without, you know, name recognition and, and playing those cards that they have, I mean, they have so many projects that they could do that have a huge ability to make a lot of money just based on the fact that they were something big years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I don't know. I think I agree with you, Rachel, and the fact that I really like DreamWorks when they go drama. And I feel like it just adds a whole, I, but that in, in general, I like the drama. And I think that might be just the fact that maybe as we get older, we just like the drama or we appreciate that type of drama when it is combined with animation, because we're looking for something that reminds us of our childhood, but at the same time pushes us to like, we're adults and we want to still have both, you know, have our cake and eat it too. Yeah. I mean, there's some, that's probably fair, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's just like you cancel Crudes too, and you take Boss Baby and and uh, 
Captain Underpants. I'll never understand that as long as I live. Here's the thing, though. Captain Underpants, <laughs> I did one video of this three years ago, and I still, every week, I'll get two or three comments on that video. Really? Yeah. And they're all, they're all people saying, cause in the video I was like, Hey, I don't know. Have you read the books? Have you not read the books? Are you excited about it? Tell me what you guys think. And in the, in the comments I get, everybody who's always said, I've read them and I can't wait. I've Ugh. read them and I can't wait. And it's just amazing. Like that one, it's, I've read I them and I can really, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's so like, it's so interesting because, like I said, that video was three years ago, and it still has as much traffic as it ever did. And when we first posted anything about it on the website, it crashed our website. So I'm not saying that it's a bad deal. I mean, like it's a, a bad big deal. deal. I mean, I don't know what yeah. you guys um, experience with those books, but for me, like, those were like my jam as a kid. Like, I had every single Captain Underpants thing. And to me, I have that exact opposite reaction of saying, don't, don't do this. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm a, it'll be an interesting one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But there's definitely. a lot that's going to have a ton of heat on it because people yeah. like right around my age are going to, I feel like it was more for little boys. Um, yeah, I never was into it. I'll be honest. I feel like I never read it. I never had any draw. I never even heard it's, of it's it. It's going to incur almost. a lot of of flames if if it's not good. <laughs> I can say that right now. <laughs> incur many flames, <laughs> poison darts heading straight for people's you know eyes through the television. No <laughs> riots coming out. With yeah, people, I mean kids with their I underwear on their heads. <laughs> I love a good comedy, though, animated comedy. Like, I, oh, yeah. I'm very excited for the Lego Batman. I think it looks oh hilarious. Gosh, yes. mm-hmm. so, be... I don't know. It's just frustrating for me where they've gone. But And to me, it almost seems like I find myself laughing more in movie, in anim- when it comes to animated movies. Like, I could laugh more during, like, How to Train Your Dragon than during, like, a, like a predetermined comedy movie, you know? Because, like, yeah. the funny moments... Yeah are better when the characters go through like some dramatic things too it's you know true. yeah so yeah. even when dreamworks tries to just give you like a straight up comedy it tends to be just like very hammy sometimes uh-huh. yeah like i thought fandy dory was hilarious I-, I really laughed especially the ending i thought it was really funny uh, yeah i mean that's the thing is pixar they've done a good job at taking you through all of the emotions <laughs> as inside out has proven <laughs> but in general they've they've all tried to take the audience on a ride to the highs and the lows the fast and the slows the fast like they try and to the put furious exactly <laughs> <laughs> they try to put it all in there and i they've really done a good job of creating that that team and i think i honestly don't think that any movie should be seen as a comedy I think things should be seen as a story and they should have all elements tied in there. Now it's okay if they happens to fall more on the comedic side, Mm -hmm. but I feel like you still have to have connection with the characters. You still have to think I care what happens to this character. Here's an interesting thought about trolls though. Do you think that it's in a way kind of promotes a certain degree of sort of group think? That everybody has to kind of be the same and enjoy the same things and enjoy the same activities and 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 be this, even have the same emotions. That 
It's getting dark. Know. You see, <laughs> <laughs> overthinking it totally. But I don't know. Hey, Why this is the internet. Overthinking <laughs> is what we do. <laughs> oh, yes. No, but you're totally. You're that. I, I'd 100% agree with it. Like, if you go, to, if you dig down to that level, it's totally like what the movie's like. You be. We can all be happy, and we all should. <laughs> Yes. Join us. Even more than that, you know, that we all have to be like the same coloring. We all have to have the same, uh, the same, we have to like the same things. We have to do the same things. We have to. Speaking of all being the same, did it bother anybody else that just the one guy had like four legs and a long giraffe neck? Yes, it did bother me. Why is this guy like a special guy? (laughs) (laughs) Where did he come from? Like some of the trolls were big and some were sparkly and some were small and some had different hair. But one guy is like a completely different thing. He's a horse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the poor trolls that are conjoined. You had to feel bad for them. Oh, yeah. The the conjoined hair trolls. (laughs) But they were still troll-ish. The one guy was like a completely different creature. (laughs) I thought, thought that was so what, random. I thought like a monkey. Was head. the weird little worm like what was that? Was that just like a pet? That was you know the I know that I know what he was. That was a vehicle to deliver um supposed <laughs> popular teenage dialogue such as oh snap and YOLO. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was he that was his sole purpose in this movie. <gasps> if anyone is listening oh to gosh. this who writes for these movies, stop putting in Trendy oh, things snap. like Oh Snap and YOLO and yes. <laughs> things like that. just stop. Four years ago is when like I feel like YOLO was there and then right. it was gone, it's gone just as fast. And I feel like, yeah, those are hard to come back from. <laughs> well, and that is the hard part about animation as opposed to other forms of, of uh, movies that things that were kind of cool and hip by the time you're four years are done making your movie aren't yeah. hip anymore. I, I thought about that. When, with the uh, with the nut job, you know they had the Gangnam style dance at the end, and you're just oh, like, man. that's that was gone. That was gone <laughs> by the time they came out. Right, and it's like when they start making it, it was cool, but the process yeah. of animation is so long that it's gone. Yeah, exactly. You got to really, really be willing to date your movie if you're putting something like that in. And so many are lately. Uh huh. Like almost every movie this year has like a very, very like quote-unquote modern joke uh-huh yeah which is, even moana had one i know uh, that was the only that was like the only problem i had with it you know see like yeah. beauty and the beast making jokes about like like making like weird period jokes of whatever was funny at that time like it's like be like putting a myspace <laughs> joke in like toy story it should be weird, it like no <laughs> no <laughs> Yeah, no, that's really true. I, the worst offender of that this year was the Ice Age movie. Right. Oh my gosh. But they're it's they're so completely many. like beyond the point of You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We actually got uh an anonymous voicemail from somebody who worked at the studio who said that they had a full meeting about should they do another Ice Age? And Everybody said no. You mean beyond like the one a, that released or? Yeah. Be, before, after, because what did they just do? Number four number or five? five? This was five. Okay. Yeah. So after four, they did a meeting where they brought everybody together. Should we do another Ice Age? Everybody said no. Two weeks later, the board comes back. So we're doing another Ice Age. <laughs> and he was just yeah. like, what? 
you well, you basically just brought us in here to tell us yeah we don't care what yeah. you say well like, oh. this last one made over 400 million dollars worldwide so it's tough to argue with that yeah i mean that's a lot of money money speaks <laughs> i mean the peanuts movie made 262 i mean so yeah. ice age 5 made almost double oh that's sad peanuts was good <laughs> I know. People love those characters. They just want to see them go and fart and put their butts up to the camera. And <laughs> well, they have. There is something to say with with. I know what I'm getting myself into. I yeah. laughed before. I'll probably laugh again. Above all else, don't suck. <laughs> as long as they don't suck, you know, they're going to make their money back. Yeah, I mean, people forget that this is a business. I mean, if if you're Ice Age, you're going to look at. 262 you're gonna look at 400 and you know 20 million dollars like the thing that i I wonder like coming back to trolls and dreamworks is like you'd think companies would take one look at frozen and just see the way like it's making so much money even now just off of merchandise that they would think why don't we try to make like I, i just tend to be like always lobby for like more musicals and stuff because i just love animated <laughs> musicals but me too I, I i wonder why more companies don't even try it they're just like let's just do ice age 17 and let's just do minions 15 <laughs> i don't know well okay let's drive back to the 90s for a second when the animated musical was something that other everybody was trying to do good times good times they were good times man they were good times i feel so sad for the 2000s kids they just don't understand (laughs) yeah (laughs) or even kids that were born in the 90s it's like you just don't understand yeah um but oh for example you had like amazing gems like the swan princess coming out you know it's like yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're fun they're just they had all these random other underrated yes all these random studios that were just popping out because disney was they were having a hard time and it was right after you know they they just had a whole bunch of people that were like no we're all going to follow this same thing and i just feel like maybe everybody that came out of that after that once pixar came in it was like no more musicals stay out and it was just really like a dry spell as far as good musicals come um and i think everybody was just like i want i want to be the next pixar and Disney was trying to do the same thing too. Then tangled. So it's true. I mean, I hadn't seen or been excited about Disney for a long time back back in the day, and I I didn't even want to go see Tangled. And my sisters were like, oh, "I want to go. Please take me. Please take me." And so I was like, "Okay." And so I went, and I was just blown away. It was like, "Oh, it's like you're back. Yay. You're, you're yeah, right yeah. back with Alan Menken. It's like you're back <laughs> yeah. to you're back to it. I love that. Yeah." I know. It is an interesting question of why there wasn't more Frozen kind of copycats. I've never really thought about that, that, you know, you really got a lot of the Despicable Me copycats, but not as much of the Frozen. And every movie now wants to do, to put in some kind of cute little thing that will be their minions. Uh Uh-huh. Like, every movie has, like, these are our little cute guys that you can buy little stuffed animals of now. Yeah. Yep, well, Minions is definitely I'm, a good thing. I'm hoping that the fact that this movie is going to do is still doing very well, and I'm hoping that DreamWorks says, "Hey, what about that old Stephen Schwartz number yeah. that we were going to yeah. do?" I, I hope that they do something like that. Even if they don't do the Mumbai musical, if they come and they come back and they say, "We're going to do this too," I would love to see that again. You know, one thing that I don't think that Disney, even in the darkest of days, 
there are very few examples of Disney not being willing to take risks. And I think that that maybe is one thing that the other studios just aren't quite there uh, in being able to take risks. There are very few examples of Disney complete cash grabs, like a home on the range right. or, or something like that. But, but even something like Chicken Little that was a, kind of a disaster, it was still actually kind of, they were taking risks and they were trying right, new things yeah. and, and, and whatever. And, and so I think that that is maybe part of the reason why, that nobody's just going to take that risk of making a Frozen or making a... Did you say uh, Home on the Range as a cash grab? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, much, like, I honestly wait. don't know much about the production of that movie, but I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so lazy. That movie is yeah, just... Yeah, that movie is, is so truly lazy. an affront to the human race. <laughs> Maybe cash grab isn't the right word, but it was just so lazy in the writing and the, I think in all aspects, it's, I think really terrible. Yeah. That movie is, is, it's one of those movies that's just shocking to watch. Hey, yeah. it's got yodeling. I appreciated that. <laughs> that is true. That was, little, uh, was that Randy that was Quaid? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, just, man. Yeah. You just sit there and think. If you're listening to this earth? and you haven't seen that movie, don't. Don't let this inspire you to watch it. It's not <laughs> that so bad it's good kind of thing. No. <laughs> it's really I uh, I like the music to it though. I mean, but then again, that's my like background, I, the cowboy music stuff. So, it, I appreciated that and a lot of the singers you, off of that. You I, deserve a better like country I do deserve music a better country than that. <laughs> I do deserve a better one. I do. Yeah. But I still appreciated the certain things of it, yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I think that that might be the, sort of the reason, though, that there's just very, even going back to the early days of Disney, when you're talking, you know, the risks that Walt was willing to take uh, on project after project after project. Uh, and and it's just something, even in their disasters, like a black cauldron, took tons of risks. Uh, mm-hmm. And so uh, I, as far as at the box office disasters, um, and but they, I don't know. So that maybe was the that's problem the difference. Is, is Disney still, they have enough money in the, in the vaults, <laughs> literally in, in the Disney vault, um, to be <laughs> able to, to make those risks. All of these are every one, um, even DreamWorks, which has been around the longest, you know, they've, they still have, they have to make it, they have to turn a, a profit. And if they don't, yeah. then they're going to be missing out. And so they, Disney Disney itself has to turn a profit, but they still have other things, enough mm-hmm. other things that are going yeah. to keep them afloat as opposed to these other studios that don't have as much yeah. to go off of. The one that I have, the Leica is probably the only one that really mm. still, and I think as long as they should and can, or as long as they can, they should take risks. Yeah, um, I think they will. I think they'll keep they doing will because weird stuff. Which is awesome. Well, they they also aren't public company, and so it's just privately owned company, and so they still have all of the the money to back it. So, um, thank you, Nike. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, yeah, I think also, I mean, to give DreamWorks a little bit of credit, a lot of the risks that they did take haven't really paid off at the box office, and so they're probably less inclined to take risks. Yeah. Something like Rise of the Guardians, which. I love that movie so much and mm-hmm. it, you know, it didn't do that well for him or, yeah. uh, you know, something like spirit or something, uh, I, you know, I some of the like, other films where I feel like DreamWorks yeah. thinks that trolls is a risk. Like Kung Fu Panda was there like, okay, we know this is going to be gangbusters. 
and this weird trolls movie because at, at some like at some extent I kind of feel like it's a brand recognition thing trolls troll dolls yeah everybody but then then I think a second time I'm like wait nobody cares about troll dolls or even remembers them that right. much I feel like they think yeah. that this was the risk and in a, in a way that, that this might actually be a good forward movement point for mm-hmm. them for the yeah. boss baby renaissance <laughs> out of all this conversation what are the main things that we've taken from it you know Justin Timberlake needs to make his own musical <laughs> yeah um, and as far as like the ending, how did we like the ending? I think they needed like 15 more minutes. Really? I thought it was super rushed. Cause like, like literally not exaggerating within a span of, I think like 20 seconds, the trolls or the Bergens are literally like knife in hand, ready to eat, like cannibalize <laughs> these guys. Right. And then like literally seconds later are singing. I feel like yeah. just to simply play that JT song, just bloop, now we're we're good now. I feel like I just wanted, and I understand, like, they need to keep keep these things moving along. But I, I feel like it just needed a little bit more just to, like, get you to be like, okay, I can believe that now they're changing their minds. It seemed so sudden, I thought. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, they were really lucky, those trolls, that the chef never actually wanted to cook anything. Right. <laughs> just like the worst chef ever. I think, like, what I was craving is, like, you put in, like, this troll named Bob or something, and early on in the movie, he's like, I, I love to play ping pong. And then some other troll's like, no. Like, and he's like, okay. Yeah. And then later on at the end, he's like, he can finally do the thing he likes to do, and that makes him happy. Or something like, uh, you know, obviously that's <laughs> very rudimentary but something along those lines so it's not all <laughs> yeah, of a sudden every troll in in the world is or every bergen is is a uh, happy is now happy joining the, the borg yeah it'd be like kind of like in um made me think of high school musical right when they're Ex- all like exactly I, i'm a secret i'm a secret uh, cupcake maker that's exactly a hundred percent what i what i meant i love how we just you know came to a conclusion on high school musical <laughs> oh grand um yeah, I agree. I also thought, can we talk for a second about True Colors? I, what do you guys think of that scene? Colors. I felt like they did a good job themselves. Right. Um, I felt like that. I didn't have any one way or the other, honestly. It was like pursuing or pushing the, yeah, now we're in love. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yay. <laughs> I, I kind of agree. I I personally really enjoyed, I think that, the song may have just been a delivery vehicle for this thing, but where they had the hug alarms, which are kind of happening all throughout the movie. Uh-huh. And then to open the song, the hug alarms are part of the song, like the little marimba opening thing or whatever. I thought that was pretty cool, but that's just like on the technical side. I think as far as yeah. it being a part of the story, yeah, I'd, I'd go along with the groaning. <laughs> but I like the song just on its own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think of the 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 traitor troll? What was his name? Oh, the traitor troll. I think that they should they kind of missed out on oh Russell him. Brand Creek Creek. Yeah, Creek was the guy. Um, but the, you notice at the beginning of the movie, she had the crush on Creek. Right. But they didn't. They didn't really that like. That needed to be way more. That needed to be way more, yeah. and it there needed to be way more of a. I mean, it was a backstabber, like, ending of what he did, obviously. But it was, it didn't have as much of a personal connection with her story as as it could have. He didn't. Um, It already was. 
a stab in the back because I just spent my whole time trying to save you and now you're right. trying to just kill us. Thank you very much. But it's on top of that. I loved you. Yeah. I had a crush on you. You know, they didn't spend any time to be like, you like this guy. Like, this is a troll that you like and you like the yeah. fact that Poppy likes him. Like, it wasn't like a Hans thing. It was like, yeah, it was just like, OK, I don't care that this guy's a bad guy. Like, it doesn't surprise me <laughs> that much. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Well, and it just seemed totally ridiculous that she believed that he would still be alive. Like, there's yeah. optimistic thinking, and then there's like, come on. And that's <laughs> a go. very important detail, because it like, the whole movie would hinge on that. Sure, yeah. hope you're alive. But, I don't know, we don't want to come off as, as too down on it, because I really did feel like it was just a positive, happy, nice little movie. I, yeah. I did enjoy it. I really did. Mm -hmm. And it's like very, like since we brought up ice age um like it's a very competent movie which yes. is like you think should be a given but like there have been <laughs> movies this year that like they can barely function as a movie just like in terms uh -huh. of like a story watching a story like this it's very competent and like the pacing is is fine enough and it moves along yeah. and it's a movie you're like okay i i know who these characters are i know what's happening so i mean hey it's a movie Good job. <laughs> they did it. Not everyone can say that. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Norm of the North. There are rules to making, uh, to telling a story. <laughs> oh, my yeah, gosh. Hey, yeah. There are rules. <laughs> well, I, I agree. And like I said in the beginning, I f have heard so many people that were just like, I loved this movie. I really liked it. I thought this was great. And I really believe that us being, having seen so many movies for the purpose of critiquing, I've found myself being way more jaded than I probably should be or sl slash the average Joe or Jane. Um, and I feel like... That is probably one of my own issues. <laughs> yeah. I just can never be satisfied. Never be satisfied. Um, Spoilers um, for Hamilton. <laughs> yay, Hamilton. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I feel like that was... I don't want anybody that listens to this episode to think that we were so down on it. Like, oh my gosh, I love that movie. And like, no, you, we, I got a lot of good things out of this movie. I, for as far as rating it, um, I give it three stars. I think it is fun, but I also don't think that it'll totally hold up over time just because while I was watching this, I was also thinking about how much i really liked moana because i <laughs> i saw <laughs> i saw a a press screening for moana before i saw this and so it really lowered my expectations <laughs> i was like dang it um but shout out to our moana episode but it's i just think that this is it's fun over time it's probably not going to be completely relevant so see it as see it fast while it still is mm -hmm. um but I think that you will come out of this having enjoyed it. Kids for sure will come out of this having enjoyed it. And so with that, you know, as a parent or an aunt slash uncle slash whoever wanting to take a kid to a f movie and get something out of it themselves, I give it a three stars and it's definitely something that you'll enjoy. Uh, I also give it three stars. I would have given it two and a half after, but then seeing it a second time and, and hearing that sort of nugget of, of uh, why she's optimistic uh, that made me kind of give it a little, a little bit of an up. 
so yeah, three stars. I think it's really positive. I think it's really a, a fun movie for kids. I think they'll love it. And uh, yeah, so uh, overall enjoyed it, even with some some problems, even though it was hit and miss in a lot of categories for me. I still liked it. Yeah, and uh, when I w- when I went into this movie, guys, I was really depressed. And when I came out, I felt great. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. But that says a lot. <laughs> Say what? I'm just kidding. Um, I don't have a star rating, but um, I did a whole review of this movie on my channel if you want to check that out. But yeah, I mean, I, I would say I liked it. Well, there you go. All right. And we also had a listener Twitter question or a poll. So thoughts on trolls. And my four options were fun, happy flick, decent for kids, meh, and hated the annoying trolls. And so far, we have 29% for fun, happy flick, 29% for decent for kids, 29% for meh, and 13% for hated the annoying trolls. <laughs> How much for that last one? 13. That's, a, that's so. a, not a bad one. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> I'd be in probably the decent for kids. Was that A? Yeah. Fun, for, fun happy flick. Yeah, fun, happy decent flick. That's, one. that's probably what I'd go with. Uh-huh. I'd go fun, with happy too. flick. And we do have voicemails. We're just going to, we'll listen to Daniel first. Good whatever time of day it is, Rotoscopers. This is Daniel calling in once again. Now, I haven't seen the Trolls movie yet, but if I do, I'll probably just rent it on pay-per-view when it comes out or something like that. And it's mainly because the ads I've been seeing are a little too cutesy and diabetically sweet for my taste that and it's obviously trying to do what the lego movie did with it being based off of a line of toys and honestly i think films like the lego movie are those rare diamonds in the rough but that being said if you guys think it's better than what i've uh, it's been presenting itself as in the ads then maybe i'll reconsider it of course i'll reconsider it even more if they play a certain song at one point. Guys, at any point in the movie, do the trolls sing this particular troll-related song? Yep, I knew it. <laughs> oh my gosh was that the was that what i think it is is that the the um, i think it's just called like the troll song the... <laughs> i don't know that song i, I know it's very like internet meme it's like like people play it like when you, they troll someone it's almost like a rick roll but it's like trolled i don't think it's really from something but it's like this old like 1940s i'll send the link <laughs> Okay, awesome. Basically, it's the theme song Um, of internet trolls everywhere. Okay. I I think we can all agree, as far as his first point, this movie is better than the trailers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll give him that for sure. Definitely. Thank you, Daniel. 
And no, they do not play that song. <laughs> but I'm so glad that had. you opened up our minds to what this is. I linked a video for you guys so you can check out the song. Okay. Cool. We'll put that in the show notes as well. <laughs> All right. Our next one is from Joshua K. Let's see what Joshua K has to say. A. A. <laughs> Hi, my name is Josh K. You might remember me back when you were doing the mailbag section, and now I'm doing voicemails for you guys. So, Troll, man, this movie looks bad. This movie looks like everything that's wrong with DreamWorks just rolled into one, like pop culture references done badly, celebrity voice actors they can't actually act, really. I mean, Justin Timberlake, man, he looks like he's an awful actor. Like, he feels like he's just, like, doing these in his sleep. I mean, the animation, they're trying to go for, like, a more cartoony style, I guess, but it's really not working. It's not. Um, and the story just feels predictable. They literally showed the, like, the big climax in one of the trailers, in theaters. So, yeah, I don't like this movie, but I can't wait to see what you guys think. Um, see you then. Ooh, Joshua K. Roasting. Down. <laughs> it's an absolute <laughs> roasting. It, it's maybe it's incredible. It did as well as it did. I mean, those I, trailers were pretty bad. The the trailers were really bad, and that's the thing. Like, I, yeah, man, I will first say I enjoyed it way more than the trailers. So, yeah, me too. And we um, can also say that Justin Timberlake is he's not that bad. He's not. He's he's not. So he's actually he's pretty Academy good. Academy. Academy Award nominated actor. Yeah. Grammy winner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's he's uh, not, not that bad. No, let's move on to Mystery Man. Hi, Rotoscopers. It's Mystery Man again, and I just saw Trolls. I liked it a lot more than I thought I, uh, thought I was going to. It had a great message like about overeating, which I was really surprised by that. It was pretty relatable, actually, the message. I hated the pop songs I kept playing. It takes me so... It, take, it really takes me out of the movie when you start hearing, like, Hello Darkness. But other than that, it was... I really enjoyed the movie. I found it pretty fun and even even a little touching. I'd probably give it about three stars. So thank you. Keep up the good work. Bye. Aw, okay. What's, <laughs> I might be forgetting something. What's the overeating? Is it yeah. just that not... The, the, the food doesn't give you joy or something i didn't i my mind didn't even go to that me either (laughs) (laughs) did not even i didn't yeah i didn't either so mystery man thank you for opening up our eyes it just shows isn't that interesting how the exact same thing people can just take night and day different messages from Uh yeah it's true well thank you so much for your your voicemails on trolls we do have one more and this is from christian and this is non-trolls related, but podcast related. Hey, Morgan, Mason, and Chelsea. So I've been listening to your podcast for two years now. And I remember when I first heard of podcast, I was like, huh, I wonder if they have an animation podcast. And there was the Rotoscopers. And I've been listening to it ever since. And I love your podcast. Uh, whenever a new episode is out, I listen to it. And I just wanted to say thank you for putting together something that I love. And I have to say, one of my favorite episodes is the Lord of the Rings episode. Every time you say Peter Jackson and the song comes on, people thought I was crazy when I was listening to that because I was laughing 
uncontrollably. And I just wanted to say thank you for putting together a podcast that I love. Mason, you're my favorite. Well, I shouldn't say that, but you're hilarious and you're comedy is my favorite because it's like the spongebob quotes and all the quotes it's too good chelsea uh it's pretty amazing that you're doing all this stuff now the world traveler and morgan congratulations on your baby anyways thank you guys love you this is christian bye Aww. very sweet that very, was very sweet. Nice. Thanks, Christian. I do. I do think it's a shame that Mason had to miss this one because I think he would have loved this because he, he just likes things that are really happy and positive. And... <laughs> did he? I mean, did he see the movie? I know? have not. I have not asked. I didn't. He's been super busy, so I haven't been able to to talk to him about it. But um, it's okay. I mean, Christian, that you you think that Mason Mason's your favorite. <laughs> Mason is basically everyone's favorite, and <laughs> right in the I am. He really is one of the funniest guys I know. So it's always a, a blast to to just hang out with him on the podcast. And it's been funny. Like the the fact that you really like the the Lord of the Rings episode, that was the lowest I have rated any movie ever. I'm I'm glad that you appreciated that you appreciated the the Peter Jackson reference in the music in there because I I I try. That that's where my funny stuff comes through. I think <laughs> I'm not as I'm not as like quotey a bowl. You know, I'm, I'm not as I'm not the quoter, but I can I, I like editing some funny things in there every once in a while. So <laughs> thank you so much. Well, this has been a good show, though. I am so glad to have both of you guys here. I felt like there were a lot of things that we went through and just had a good old time. Lots of really great tangents, as I mm-hmm. hoped. <laughs> Yeah, it was really fun. I enjoyed talking to both of you as well. It was great to be here. Thank you for having me on. For sure. So if you have any questions or if you want to um, have a direct link to this episode, go to rotoscopers.com slash 135. And make sure to put your comments on there. Leave your reviews, thoughts, and opinions. Also, if you're wanting to tweet about this episode, you're going to use... We would love it if you would use the the hashtag AnimAddicts or AnimAddicts135. And then also for our voicemails, thank you so much for all of those who've sent in voicemails. Definitely, if you're wanting to support us, you can go to our Patreon, rotoscopers.com slash Patreon. And also the Rotoscopers store. We still have a few t-shirts for sale. So check that out. And as far as our other hosts, where can we, where can our wonderful fans find you too? You can find me at Rachel's Reviews on YouTube and on my uh, on my website, my blog, 54disneyreviews.com. And at social media, I'm at Smiling LDS Girl. So I'd love to uh, talk with, with you guys. And for me, just type uh, trash can into, go- into a Google image search and should be the <laughs> first or second one. <laughs> no, um, you can just find me at Lootoons on Twitter and everywhere. And cartoons and stuff. And stuff. You'll, both of these guys are really fun to follow. If you've been following us, you should definitely be following them as well. I know we do. Um, you can find me. My name is Chelsea Robson on Twitter, my website, Instagram, and Snapchat. Um, that's Chelsea M. Robson because I was too late in getting my mm. stupid screen name. Wah, wah. <laughs> but you can also find Morgan on Twitter, Morgan Straddling, and then Mason at animatedlife.blogspot.com and Instagram. He no longer has a Twitter, so mm. uh, 
he has moved on. <laughs> but next episode, guys, we are going with Moana. And so we are really excited. I will have two new podcast co-hosts with me. So I've, I would really wanted to thank so much once again, Rachel and Chad, for joining me today. Because they not only did they set aside one night, they actually set aside two nights to be able to do mm-hmm. this. And um, the the internet trolls <laughs> tried to get take us down but they were so wonderful and and being able to reschedule and and be able to make this podcast happen so thank you guys one more time anytime I would, yeah anytime. i would just like to say you're welcome segue to the next episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah. segue awesome until next time we are we the are the rotoscopers Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'll say it together, okay? We're supposed to say it? Uh, yeah, come on, say it. If you are on this episode, it means that you are wow. today a rotoscoper. Can I get a so, laminated uh, card sent in the mail or something? <laughs> business card. I want a business card. You can get a personalized tweet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it goes, until next time, we, we are, are the rotoscopers. The, oh, just the rotoscopers or the whole? Sorry. We are the rotoscopers. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> so uh, until next time. We are the rotoscopers. We are the rotoscopers. Sorry. It's hard when you can't see them. <laughs> Shall we try this one more time? Do, okay. do we want to try? All right. One, two, three. We, we are. Wait, now we're sorry. just starting with that? Let's, sorry. No, <laughs> sorry. I'll try it again. Perfectly. All right, guys. Until next time. We are the we rotoscopers. How slow are we saying? I'm, I, I don't know if I'm meant for this kind of thing. <laughs> Just too much pressure. A little improv there. Went off the script. Went a little rogue. He <laughs> went rogue. Well, that is what we call that. Mm, print it. Oh.